You're listening to the Foozle and Doozle Show. And now for your hosts, Chip Foozle and Don Doozle. What's up, my Doozle? What's up, my Foozle? Yay! Ah, oh, week one's in the books. Yay! Yeah, it was a good week. Good week. Yeah, nah, not really for the clowns, but congratulations on beating me. You had a really good week. Yes. Yeah, it was good to see out of the gate. It's always good to get that first win under your belt and uh, being top dog to boot. I will take it, especially considering the uh, critics had me at six and seven losing records. So bulletin board material there. You had yourself at that. I'm saying the critics that did the preseason previews had me yeah. with a losing record. So I had a grudge to you. Uh, bear with those predictors. You are the critic. You're the only critic. It was all about math. Math. Use it. I to blame math. So, uh, yeah, you had a great week. You scored top dog, right? Yep. Yep. I had a respectable week, 122 points. That could have, that would have been a majority of the league. I would have beat the majority. I don't know where I am in the plot. I'm pulling for an all play season. Yeah, I have no problem for with an all play season at this point either. This this game, the reason why, because this win won't count anymore. It'll be well, it will count. The null and void. Thoroughly demolished uh, in the commissioner matchup will count. It will definitely count. No. Per the per the tra- uh, contingency plan, once if we do in fact transition to the contingency plan, everything that happened head to head prior will be null and void, sir. Well, it's kind of like you, when you're in a court of law. It's like like you're in a court of law, and you know if something gets stricken from the record, sure we'll take it back, but everyone knows what just happened, so <laughs> everyone's aware. It's kind of like, you know, even though the glove didn't fit, you had to acquit. We all knew O.J. Simpson killed those people. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like, well, he's not guilty, but in our minds, he's guilty. So, um, yeah, you can go ahead and think whatever you want, but once we make that transition, (laughs) uh, it's not going to matter. Head-to-head doesn't matter anymore. Should we not? Uh, make the transition <laughs> since we've had zero COVID cases since the NFL season started. Right, uh, right. We we match up four times in the next two years while we are division uh, mates, and I'm one and zero right now. So got that going for me. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, uh, what else is there to talk about? I don't know. The, the yeah. most important thing was the commissioner's game, so I don't know. Everything else was kind of secondary. Um, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I guess the, the second best, uh, biggest thing would be San Juan living up to expectations through week one. Uh, they didn't quite get to champagne toast level, but they were the number two point-scoring team uh, in the FFLA and, and took care of business in week one. You remember last year when uh, Yuma Ugly scored like, 160 some points in week one and then after that he just sucked ass 
Right. Yeah, I, I actually I didn't remember it. it off the top of my head. I had completely forgotten that he was actually that good until I looked up the top scores. I was as I was sitting in the one fifties with a few players <laughs> to go. I, I looked at the top scores of all time, and I was surprised to see the Yuma Ugly Week One 2019 up there. It just seems so long ago that it couldn't have possibly happened, but it's there. Yeah, I'm just saying, don't get to, don't get too excited. Right. Well, yeah, there's still a long way to go. <laughs> There's uh, another 12 games of the regular season plus playoffs. So uh, right now, when I refresh the page, I see the toast sitting on top of the clown town, pounded the clown in week one and uh, got a win. I just want to also clarify that it's not clown town. It's welcome to clown town. The full name is welcome to clown town. I mean, I could call it the WCT. Maybe I'll just start to referring to it as that. But there's too many words in that uh, division. Too many words. It's like a whole sentence. Like, you can't have a paragraph as your divisional title. I, it's too many words. How about we shorten it to an acronym? W-C-T-T. W-F-T. Wait, W. Wait. Oh, that's, Welcome that's, to that's already down. taken. W-T-C-T. WTC. That's still too many letters. It's it's going to be WCT. I can't go WTC. more than three letters. WCT. Well, uh, no matter how you WTC. shake it, the, that's the hard to say. It really fast. Way too long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hard to say it fast. Just bad. Bad planning, but whatever. In two years, it'll be gone. So, just wait. Yeah. All right. Well, what else is going on around the league? Oh, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm still having a hard time remembering who the Tahoe Lakers are or who the Anchorage Whalers are. <laughs> it's still like, it still bothers me. Like I look at them I'm like, wait, who are they again? Who did they used to be? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. And both the names are just weird, like obscure fucking strange names. So that's why I keep confusing them. And whales are in lake. Well, they're not in lakes. They're in the ocean, but I keep thinking, well, maybe Jack is the Lakers, Tahoe Lakers. I keep mixing them up. Who's who? And I wish, I just wish they didn't change. I like their old names. So what you're There's saying is you, you want, let, you're, you're pushing to make the FLA great again and go back to the glory days when <laughs> there were no uh, Lakers or Whalers. Yeah. And then your dad, I don't know if he realizes that. The Seattle Slayers were already in Seattle, and it's kind of like, well, it's already been done. Like, the Daytona Dragons had a nice ring to it, and now Seattle Dragons just doesn't make sense. I don't know if we addressed that. We should have addressed that. Is the XFL team that's in Seattle, they're not the Dragons, are they? They have a Dragon logo. I forget what their name was, but I don't know. Are they? Do they still? Are they still doing that? Are they still doing the XFL? Uh, I don't remember. Did, did they um, get canceled? I thought yet? they had folded. I thought they had folded, but then I heard that the Rock was going to buy them out, or had buy that bought them out. Or it was going to be some kind of owner. Um, maybe they'll come back. Who knows? Yeah, I would think What's if she- any sport could survive in a pandemic like this, it would be the XFL because they wouldn't need to. Uh, <laughs> worry about social distancing. They just keep going the way they always have. What's Gene Cutler up to? I'm not sure. I haven't heard much about him. Kenny Rogers. living the single life. Are we already at the Cutler and uh, Rogers 
portion of the show. <laughs> I, I feel like we are just skipping over a bulk of what happened. Like we're not even well, you giving any me, effort. You called me and wanted to do this, and I'm like, well, what are we going to talk about? I'm I didn't know. I didn't prepare. Last year, I would do like a timeline and like actually really prepare for these shows. And I think right. that's why they were so good because I would have like a schedule and we would like, uh, we would just rattle right through that. I did no preparation for this. I don't even remember who played who. I don't remember who the top of <laughs> oh Lakers God. are. I don't know who the fucking Anchorage Whalers are. I don't know why your dad is in Seattle. I don't know why I moved to Cleveland. None of this makes sense. I don't know sense. where Rough and Ready is. I always forget where Rough and Ready, the city, actually is. I think it's in California. Right. Every time I see like the Rough and Ready make a transaction, I feel like I've been sexually assaulted through the email <laughs> somehow. Right. And I'm I'm still questioning whether Death Valley is an actual city at all or just a, a region of the country. But well, where we yeah, are. like yeah, I knew of Death Valley as a a national park. It's like, it's actually maybe the hottest place on the planet or one of the hottest places on the planet. It's a national park area. So I thought it was a quite an odd place for a Sasquatch to live. It didn't make any sense. Right. There's right. no fucking trees. If there is a Sasquatch and he does exist, you're definitely going to see him in an, an environment like that. He's going to be exposed. And then to be a, a hairy creature in an environment like that, I would imagine he's going to have to make sure he stays very hydrated. That's probably the worst place for a Sasquatch to live is the desert because there's nowhere to hide. You're out in the middle of the open. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's hot and he's hairy and he's big and he can be seen. Not ideal for Death Valley, although they, they did win. They they actually were the hottest team in their conference, 121 points, beat Tombstone, and then Rough and Ready also with 121 point and a half points in that conference. So those two teams came out of the gates uh, pretty hot. Yes, yes. I'm like I'm playing the role of uh, Ed McMahon again. Right, right. Unprepared. Uh, yeah. oh, yes, you oh, are correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> but looking at our division, though, I, I'm looking at the scores yeah. from last week, and three of the four teams scored higher than any team in that the Lime Conference. So 122 and a half for you. In a losing effort, Salem scored 124, and even the Dragons were at 113. So, all four teams in the WCT conference are pretty looking pretty good so far. Yeah, it's the right now. I guess you could say we're the dominating division. Yes, in the league right now, as it stands right now. Right. Welcome to Clown Town, guys. Welcome to Clown Town. It's a rough place to play. WTCT. Welcome to Clown Town. <sighs> alphabet, use it. Right. Yeah, well, there's you have to use the whole alphabet for this division. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, after one week, you have two teams in each division at 1-0, <laughs> two teams in each division at 0-1. Um, in the WTCTC division, you have uh, Salem, which we knew would probably be 1-0. Uh, I think I'm a little bit of a surprise at one and zero, and then you're uh, battling the basement with the the dragons at zero and one. On the other side, the whiskey dick side, I can't wait to see this matchup in week two. Rum Runners and Mesa Horny, both one and zero, both predicted to be the best teams in the conference. 
they battle it out in week two. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you had like the, you had like you had like the top two scorers of the week on your team. I if you go positional, I think I had like four different positions where I had the top players. So it was a pretty good week. Well, you had like two players that scored twenty six points. That was the highest score of any fantasy player this week. You had Yes. Two, so three, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Jacobs, both with twenty six points. Yep. Yeah. Three players scored 26 points. I think Russell Wilson had 26 points. And Russell Wilson was the other player with 26. Then you got Devontae Adams with 24. And then Calvin Ridley, the the guy who's taken Julio's place with 23. He was fifth in uh, all of FLA this week one. Yeah, so overall, really big performance by the Toes this week. Yeah, and And um, then – Rounding it out, Jerome Baker was the tenth player uh, in points scored uh, as a linebacker. We're not, so I wasn't I wasn't trying to go through your whole roster here. I don't I'm know just saying doing. in the top ten. Are you, you look at the you top doing? ten players? <laughs> I had four of them. So are you trying to take over this? Like make this the toast podcast now? I mean, what is this? I was giving you a little bit of note. props. I gave you a little bit of props, and then you took Thank it you. to a place that nobody wants to go. Nobody, yeah, nobody wanted to go below top five players of the FFLA. <laughs> top 10 was too much. I got it. We'll stay with the top five. Yeah, but Jerome Baker, that was tough to see because he was my guy last year. I, I actually drafted oh, really? him. Oh, I didn't yeah, even know I dra- that. He was my draft pick, and I called him up last year. And, uh, yeah, so now you used him against me. Yeah, that was a pretty good strategy on my part. I didn't even realize he was on your team. All I knew is, what is he, second-year guy, right? Number two year. Uh, he had a pretty good year. As... I think he's a three, number three year. Is it a third year? So he's had he had a pretty good uh, start to his career, um, and he was an up-and-coming linebacker. I spent $4 to get him, but I'm glad I did, at least for the first week. Especially with Vander Esch going down. I did. I spent four dollars on him. I thought he was an up and coming linebacker. He's he's going to anchor the middle of that defense. So you got a middle linebacker on a team that's going to ha- play a lot of defense. I'll take it. Oh yeah, that was a big loss for you, Vanderush. Yeah, that he would have been good. It's not like I benefited from him this year because he was in for like a quarter, and he broke his uh, collarbone again. Yeah. Yeah, but I got uh, I got another I got Collins. Uh, he got he was the guy that got ejected from the Lions in the Bears game. The guy that was mimicking like somebody spearing him, and then he actually ran into the ref. Real oh yeah, there. we yeah he used the ref as a uh, a prop. <laughs> a prop. <laughs> this is what they're doing to me, ref, and he just hits him. They're like, so let me let really me tough. demonstrate the yeah what they're doing to me <laughs> on you. Right. Fortunately, he didn't get suspended. I was waiting for a suspension, but the league probably realized you can't suspend a guy for just being stupid. So, yeah, sometimes you can't fix stupid. So, I guess where this brings us to the Jay Cutler portion. Oh my gosh! All right, Um, are you scared about your uh, your matchup, your week two matchup? You're playing Seattle. You might be able to get a win this week. I just don't know what to talk about. It's kind of hard just to off the top of your head, right. you know, run a complete podcast without some level of preparation. I mean, 
Unless you got some more, I'll let you talk. Go on, man. You got some more stuff. Let's keep this rolling. Keep it going. What do you got? What else you got? Right. So we're prepping for week two. We got a Thursday night game tonight between the Browns and, and uh, the Bengals. Um, really? Yeah, hot game week tonight. two. It's yeah, week it's two. It's no, it's no Chiefs and Texans, but uh, Browns and Bengals. That's what we got. Um, Browns and Bengals. Browns and Bengals. Joe Burrow show. Um, I'm actually kind of so, excited because. Because the Najoku douche went on IR, and I drafted the tight end that they picked up, even though he's competing with my former tight end, Austin Hooper. But from right. my understanding, their offensive system is going to run a lot of two tight end sets. And uh, they're saying that this guy, my rookie, who I still can't remember his name, they're saying he's looking really good. So I'm, I'm always is trying to find a stud tight end. starting lineup? No, no, no. But I just – I want to see – I just hope that he can become the next Gronkowski or the next whatever stud, the next Tony Gonzalez or whatever you might – he might be, but – or the next Kelsey, whatever it – you know. A stud. I'm looking for that stud tight end. He's, it's a hard thing to find. Especially – Especially through the rookie draft because, you know, it's a crapshoot as we all know. Everybody's right. trying to find that, that stud tight end because that gives you the edge over everybody else. Because there's usually one team that has that. <laughs> right, like, yeah, uh, Travis you're the Kelsey. the only guy that has that, yeah. Right now, you're the only guy that has that. Right. Because Jimmy Graham, you know, he's a, he's washed up, even though he did catch a touchdown pass. Yeah, he had, actually had a decent day his first game as a Bear. Yeah. Right. Um, I say day. I mean, really, the Bears only had a decent day in the fourth quarter. For three quarters, get, they look we, like complete garbage. I could talk about that actually all day long. I I could really dig into the Bears if we want to. Yeah, if we want to, do you want to transition to the Bears? We can transition to the Bears. All right. Well, you let. Why don't you start? Why don't you start with your take on that game? Well, I mean, it, it was basically a loss, and we joke all the time about like our FLA teams. We could score a certain amount of points, and if the team we play has two more points than we did. We're like, oh man, we got to make changes. This team's bad. The the, the team scores two le- points less, and all of a sudden we're great. There's no problem. So basically, that's what the Bears were. Like they they should have lost. They look like complete garbage, but they won at the end of the day. So everyone's happy. Yay! They want to know they won, but really it was a loss. They they look like a completely horrible team. If it wasn't for a rookie dropping a pass in the end zone that was right in his hands, uncovered, they would have lost. So I don't consider that a win. Yeah, basically what I took away from that game was Mitch has not really improved from the previous year, and that's basically what everybody's expecting from Mitch. Mitch, Mitch needs to be, take the next level, and it looked like he didn't take the next level. It looked like more of the same. It looked like, too, the game plan was a safe game plan. It looked like they weren't really trying to open the field up, and it looked like there was a lot of shorter passing routes and there was some deeper routes, but for the most part, it looked like they weren't really taking enough chances and they were playing scared on offense. The run game, however, looked I thought looked good. They were picking up good chunks of yards with the run they game. They did and we talked, dedicate talked a little bit more about to the run than they had last year. I know in – I think maybe just specifically last year, they would give up on the run too soon. 
And right. uh, their Nagy's game plan is like Jordan Howard up the middle for five, six yards, and then they would just go away from it. That was two years ago. Last year, they just didn't do right. it at all. So this year, at least they're trying to run. But at some point, you're going to have to pass, especially if you get down. And the defense, I don't think, is dominant enough to carry the team the whole season. They're going to need some offense. So at the point in which you're trying to pass, I don't know if it's the offensive line's fault, if it's Mitch's fault, or it's the play calling. And I'm thinking it might be the quarterback's problem. Well, and then when you're, you continue to fail in the red zone, like you get down there and you fail, like you got to punch it in the end zone. And that's right. – that's been our problem. And then it seems like, like I said, three quarters, they play safe. And then when shit, your back is against the wall and you got no choice but to play like you got nothing to lose, that's when it seems like we play better towards the tail end. But even though we started playing better towards the end, we still should have lost that game because, like you said, they were put in position to win that game, Detroit, and they blew the game themselves. We didn't. We didn't win that game. They blew the game. Right. Oh, yeah, In definitely. If they yeah. would have played any other team except the Lions, they would have lost because another team wouldn't have blown what the Lions – I mean, the only thing worse than a Bears fan right now is being a Lions fan and losing that game. How the hell do you lose that? Like, it's pretty right. bad. Right, and that, that goes to show you, okay, you'll hear some Meathead fans probably tell you. If I had to guess what a Meathead would say in this situation – they would say a win's a win, right? But yeah, we oh, yeah. all, it doesn't matter how we played, we won. <clears throat> but we all know, like, okay, we're looking at the bigger picture. Like, if you're not a meathead fan, you're trying to assess the team as a whole against all the teams in the NFL. And so you want to see, like, if you're not a meathead, you want to see what is your chances to actually win a Super Bowl. And if you're having a, a tough time against a team like the Lions, your, your chances are probably pretty slim. And if you got a guy like Mitch who's still playing like he is playing, like he was playing last year, because we're looking again, we're looking for him to take the next level. That's why they bring in a guy like Nick Foles, because they don't have a lot of confidence in this guy. That's why they went out and talked to Tom Brady, because they obviously don't have a lot of confidence in their guy, Mitch. And I, I truly don't think that competition, that so, supposed quarterback competition that they had this offseason was a real competition. I don't think Nick Foles ever had a shot to steal this job for week one. Now I think he has a pretty good job to take it by week five. Right. And I agree. I, I, I feel like because pace is so married to Mitch, he went out on a limb and at the time it happened, it was, you better be right about this because if you're not, you're going to go down with the ship. Like he's worried about going down with the ship. So at any point, Mitch, he's going to give Mitch the benefit of the doubt until it's absolutely like you can't just you just can't keep going. So give it like three, four weeks. They got to win, which is also a bad thing because that's one more week that you'll be seeing Mitch. Uh, but after a couple losses, they lose to the Giants. They lose to a couple of these other teams. Uh, once we get blown out of the water by Green Bay, maybe they'll make the switch and, and it'll be full, the full show. Yeah, I mean, we want Mitch to play better. I don't. I would prefer that he plays better because I would rather we have the younger quarterback with the brighter future stay with the team. But it, at this stage, it doesn't look like that's happening. But if we keep stringing wins together, even if they are lucky wins, and he has a chance to get better, and he does get better, but I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a long shot at this point. But, I mean, you see things with other players, though, where they regress. Like, golf is a good example. 
Now, I pick up Goff in the free agency, and you are fine with letting him go because he regressed last year. Now, right. I'm picking him up in the hopes that he's going to return to how he played prior to last year. But, you know, is that going to – why did a guy like that regress? That's, you know, so I don't know. It's This is a lot that goes into being a quarterback. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. There's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily always their fault that we really don't know who to point the blame at. So, and then who knows if Nagy's really a good head coach, to be honest, because some yeah. of his game call, his gameplay calling has been very questionable since he's taken over as head coach. Right. And, and you said, oh, I'd rather take the young quarterback with the bright future. I actually would rather take the MVP, Super Bowl MVP from three years ago to be my starting quarterback. I, you have a guy, you're, you're looking at guys and what their future could be like and w- whether they can progress or not. There's a guy sitting as a backup who has already proven at the highest level he could win a Super Bowl with a team that has that runs the same offense basically that the Bears are running. So why right. are we fighting this? Like just put him in. He's point. proven he is a he is capable of playing quarterback. And then one of your questions is solved. Like you're you're wondering, is it the quarterback? Is it the offense? Is it the offensive line? If you fix the quarterback and you put in a guy who's done it in the past. Now, if he fails, now maybe you're looking at something else. Is it the play calling or maybe just the offensive line sucks? Well, I'm trying to figure out, is there something about Foles we don't know? Because, like, the guy won a fucking Super Bowl. And he proved that he could play at that level. Because, like, you never know how a guy's going to play when he gets to that level. Like, you could have guys that play well during the season, but when they've got that pressure of the Super Bowl on their shoulders, are they able to perform at that level? And he did it. And so I'm trying to figure out why this guy doesn't have a massive, like a mega deal with some NFL team. Like what is the going out with polls that we don't know? Well, he had his chance in Jacksonville. I think he was, I don't know what his deal was, but he was signed. He was signed as the quarterback of, of, of Jacksonville of the future and then got hurt. And it was an unfortunate circumstance. And then all of a sudden the legend of Minshew came up in his place and they figured, oh, we'll <laughs> ride this guy because our team isn't going anywhere anywhere anyway and we'll take the cheaper quarterback. So maybe it's just a, a just a bad circumstance he was in. I don't know why any other team wouldn't take a shot on him and why he has to sit as a backup on a team, but I, he has succeeded in the last three years that he was quarterback. So I, I don't know why he's not given a chance. That's, that's why I'm saying, like, it doesn't make sense. There's something – is there something about the guy that we don't know? Because he won a Super Bowl, he played at that level, he performed well at that level, and he never got a mega deal to follow. He didn't get – like, what was the deal he got – I can't remember what the contract he got with Jacksonville. Wasn't like I don't like, I don't remember. Mate, remember when Mike was it Michael Flynn Flynn for the what was that guy's name Flynn that filled in for Oh yeah, Aaron the backup Rock. quarterback from Green Bay that uh that got <laughs> signed with Seattle. Deal? Yeah, he got yeah. that big deal with Seattle for like he played like two or three games or some shit like that. Right. And then got he beat out by uh, Wilson win a Super Bowl. <laughs> no. Freaking Nick Foles won a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, Flynn had one good game, right? Oh yeah, it was one. Uh, it was one game, even worse. So like, yeah, yeah. it was a one regular season game 
that he played in that he did well in. Okay, fine. You did really well. Fucking Rex Grossman played really well in a single game. But, like, to (laughs) win at the Super Bowl level. So it makes me wonder, like, it's kind of like makes me think about when we brought Jay Cutler over here, except Jay Cutler didn't win a Super Bowl, but we knew Jay Cutler was talented and he played well the year prior for an entire season he played well. And so we were like, we looked at that and said, holy shit, we're getting, we're finally getting that franchise quarterback. But we didn't really, right. really stop to think, like, why were they getting rid of him? There was a reason they were getting rid of him, and it turned out he was just a major douche canoe. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, he, he had offended L.A. Um, he, in his I-don't-care attitude. So that was the, the thought is, okay, he has an attitude problem, but it doesn't matter what you do off the field as long as you can win on the field. Just never put it all together on the field. Right. So so part of me is wondering, is there something about Foles that's going to – where he's not going to be that guy. But all, all I could say is if he was able to, able to perform at the Super Bowl level, I think that's the most important thing that you could really learn about a guy. Right? Yeah. That's, and The that's ultimate been goal. The, the that's bait. the ultimate achievement. <laughs> that's been the debate between us for years and years. Is this guy able to win a Super Bowl and, and – not to get into an hour-long debate on Jay Cutler, I felt he was Super Bowl-worthy, like, <laughs> and you felt he wasn't. At least there is no debate with Foles. We know this guy is capable of t- taking a team to the Super Bowl. So right. No question there's about no that. Debate. Yeah, nobody could debate that. Like, there's right. no question. He's already done it. And like you mentioned, with a, a similar offense, if not the same fucking offense, yeah, it's the same theory. It's the same guy running this. And it's no coincidence that the Eagles and Bears have been struggling for two years. I think somebody's figured out the RPO. So either they need to tweak their offensive game plan like Andy Reid has and been successful with, or they might just be better off as an analyst. I don't I don't think it's working. I think RPO is a joke, personally. I, I never liked it. I think it's well, just it, too fucking gimmicky. And I think I think you do RPO when you don't have a guy who is a prolific pocket pastor. It's like something you do right. to make up for the lack of that guy, not having that guy. And so the NFL yeah. NFL adapts very quickly to things and they figured out the RPO pretty quick. And we were the Bears were finally on the trendy side getting the uh the gimmick uh, offense, but that's run its course. And I, I don't know what we're left with. You're left with a quarterback that can't play and a, an offense that can't do anything because the NFL figured it out. I, I think the next trend that I've been seeing is the quick passes. You look at uh, Arizona and how they beat San Francisco last week. It was like Kyler Murray was getting the ball out before that pass rush could get there. And that was successful. So that's the new trendy thing is get the quick passes out when you don't have the pro- prolific pocket passer. Uh, and it's not the RPO anymore because the NFL knows how to defend that. Well, quick passes have been around for a long time, and the goal is always to get get the ball out as quick as possible. That's always been a thing. Tom Brady has, has always been really good at that sort of thing. But uh, Yeah, so maybe yeah. it's a variation of that. Yeah, I mean, getting the ball out, out of your hands as quickly as possible has always been – it's not really new, I wouldn't say. But the RPO was something that they – stole from the college level and they still continue to turn this thing out, which I doesn't make any, now it works in some cases, but to make that a cornerstone of your offense is this to me, that is all that's doing is making up for a deficiency that you have at the quarterback position. You might have a guy who 
likes to run a shit ton, but he doesn't necessarily have an accurate arm. And that was the big thing with Mitch when we got this guy was he was supposed to be the most accurate quarterback in the draft. I always laugh at that every time he throws the ball over somebody's head. Like, what happened to that? Uh, He obviously is not what they thought he was. So you notice that the Barkers picked up (laughs) Mitch. And then after he picked up Mitch, I'm like, I'm going to fucking pick up Foles (laughs) because fuck this. I'm going to put my money on Foles getting this job because golf's bye week isn't until – like week nine anyway, so I got time for this thing to play out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you were to put odds on who the Bears starting quarterback it was in week nine, I think I would put my money on Foles. Yeah, so after I saw him pick up Mitch, I'm like, because I was having and hawing about picking up Mitch or Foles or both, and I'm like, man, my money's really on Foles, but I don't even know if I want to trust that because I keep thinking that Pace is just being stubborn. You know, we don't, I don't know how right. long he's going to go with this. And now that we got a win, it's like, oh, my God, who knows how long this is going to – they're going to extend this Mitch project out now for. And who, well, who, play, who are we playing this week? The Giants. So that's another, like, toss-up. That's a team that's basically the same ability as the Bears. Uh, right. Just right. it's a question of who's yeah, going to execute. It's, I, it's pretty sad that, like, you have Mitch Trubisky, who was drafted in the same class as Holmes and Watson – and he's not even the same league as those guys anymore. Now, like, you're, we're, like, relegated to comparing Mitch to Daniel Jones. Like, who's better, Daniel Jones or Trubisky? Uh, it's it's kind of sad that it's gotten to that. Right. Yeah. I think the writing's on the wall with Mitch. I don't know, man. I, I, I think the writing's on the wall with Mitch. I hate to say it. I... I, I'm done waiting on I'm done waiting on quarterbacks. I feel like we waited way too long on Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah, well, and then after Jay Cutler was proven that he wasn't going to be the future, how long did it take before they drafted Mitch? We had to go through a season right. of uh, that one douche that I can't remember his name because he was so awful, Glennon. Uh, oh yeah, before, my before Glennon. they could even draft a quarterback. <laughs> so now they're going to get rid of Mitch, and then how many years until they draft another one? This is why I'm a big proponent on drafting a quarterback every year until you know for absolutely sure you have your franchise quarterback. Yeah. Why didn't we draft a quarterback this year? We knew Mitch was a possible epic fail. Instead, we – okay, I get you why you went and got Foles, but you should still be drafting for the young futurist, the guide for the future. I don't know why we're not doing that. When you stick your neck out and trade up to the number two spot to get a quarterback, you cannot right. admit you're wrong. Like you admit you're wrong, you should be fired. So by drafting I a quarterback this year, it would have admitted that there's doubt that Mitch. Yeah, possibly... but I think. Yeah, but even when Aaron Rodgers was like Brett Favre was in his prime. They drafted Aaron Rodgers way in advance of him retiring. They even drafted uh, – there was not just Aaron Rodgers. They drafted other quarterbacks too. So you're just yeah. – it's called having a backup plan, man. So if you're a GM and you're thinking that way, then you have no business being a GM because you're now you're scared to admit you're wrong and just fucking just move on and just get some fucking balls and get the next guy, bring the next guy in. His mistake but when was you moving have up. A far- 
if you have a Favre and you have a Rodgers, then you're not scared because you know you were right on that one. So you get a little bit more pull to say, okay, let's see if I can do it again. And I, it's it, 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 you don't have to worry about it. With, with Trubisky, this is saying I think I might be wrong. And he went way out on a limb to draft him. There's no success to like to weigh on the other side. Like you should be gone. Right. No, I, I agree. Pace, Pace should already be gone. I'm with you. Because you and I said it. When he drafted that guy and he reached, he, he was traded up for a guy no one else thought should have been drafted that high. No one – he wasn't on anybody's radar. And for him to make the call to move up like that, we said it at the time. He's hitching his wagon to this guy. So whether – if he works out, he's going to look like a hero. If he doesn't. He's going down with the Mitch. Right. And so now that Mitch is going down, he's got to go down. We said it at the time when he drafted him like that. So we're yeah. expecting Ryan Pace to get fired. I don't think it's going to happen because I think the McCaskies give GMs way too long. They give them way too long of a leash. They gave Angelo a really long leash. He was here for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. Like that should be enough lease to just say, okay, you're gone. Like at the time it happened, it, I would as an owner say, if you think you're sure about this, then go for it. But if you're wrong, I, I can't see how we can keep you. Right. Right. Yes. I just uh I had my doubts about Nagy too. I, I mean we could talk about this type of yeah. shit all day, but I had my doubts when, when they brought Nagy in. I said to my, I said to you, how do we really know how good this guy is when Andy Reid gave him the reins on the play calling and then took it away? Well, and he was an unproven quarter, <laughs> or, uh, unproven uh, coach, and the Bears have been getting unproven coaches forever. Like I, I don't remember the last time. Well, what's his name? Fox. Fox was the only guy that actually had prior experience, and he sucked too. But. You're taking a risk. I'm picking a guy that's never been a coach before. Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. Right. I don't know. He could just be. This just could be because of Mitch, and he didn't draft. He wasn't here when Mitch right. got drafted. Right. He inherited Mitch. So I'd like to see what um, Nagy can do with a guy like Foles, but I don't think you're going to run the RPO with Foles. Probably not. He's not as mobile. I don't think. He's, I don't think he's an RPO guy. Well, but he was successful in in uh, uh, Philadelphia, running whatever they were running. So it's a similar offense. Right. I'm sure they could adapt it to his style. Right, right. All right. Do you want to close out with any league? Uh, anything with the league? Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll just say that uh, we have zero COVID cases thus far. Zero canceled games up through <laughs> now. We, we're heading into week two, which was kind of the I thought was the make or break point. If we ended up the NFL ended up shut down week two, we were in trouble. But no uh, word on the COVIDs. Nobody's got the C's or the H's. So I think we're a clear uh, go for now, at least. Yeah. Right. Right. And then yeah. this is good. Yep. This is good. This big big game of the week. I think again is San Juan versus Mesa. That's gonna dictate that division and who's the top spot for the the conference. Uh, the other conference, right. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, I, I think it would be Winchester against uh, the Executioners. 
those two teams are one and all. They're both predicted to be playoff teams, uh, and we'll see who can exude their dominance on that division. Exude, yes. All right, that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. That that matchup between you and I that was a big game, and you prevailed. Yes. And because I'm predicting you and I will be the dominant teams in the uh, division. So the fact that you were able to pull a victory over me at the start of the season, I'm praying that it's a Yuma ugly blow your wad moment for you. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I wouldn't count Salem out. He did score in the 120s um, and got the win. So he's at the top of the division as well. He actually scored more points than you did. This is going to be a tough – this is going to be a tough division because Salem's good. Salem – puts together good teams yeah. and uh, I could be facing worse competition this year. Yeah. If you stay in the Kia, it would been a, a cakewalk for you. Yeah. I actually, Kia was starting to fall apart once we did this. Yeah. All three of those other, better off all three of those other Kia teams. I mean, they're <laughs> going to be tough to get all three of them get to five wins. Yeah. The old Kia is just like a bunch of hot fucking garbage. Yeah. It's just like fucking steaming pile of poop. Yeah. All four Kia teams are in the last place in their divisions. So. No, no. I'm not last place. Well, you're tied for last. <laughs> yeah. How much did your dad 113 score? 113 and a half. He was uh, over 110. Well, I'm over him. He, I'm second. Well, sec- I'm what third. I know is... Uh, is your record so? Oh, he he or won. 0 and one. I mean, zero and one is your record. You guys are both zero and one. So, if, yeah. If you can so, beat um, him this week, then you can claim that you're not in last place. At, at, oh, I'm playing him yeah. this week. I don't even know. Oh, I'm glad we're having this podcast. Yeah, it's very educational for you. <laughs> right now, you're an eleven point favorite. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I kept thinking this was not going to happen because of the COVID. And, like, I'm still, like, I guess I'm still not believing it's happening. Yeah, it's like a dream. (laughs) It's like a very nice dream right now. It's like a weird – it's a weird dream, man. It's like every morning I wake up, wait, we're playing fancy football. Yeah. By the way, San Juan is a 12-point favorite over Mesa, the two-time defending champ, so – I if Bullerman wants to scream and holler at the pred- predictions that I gave a couple weeks ago, he can. But the website is showing him as a twelve point underdog. So even the website agrees with. Him. Wow, yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Impressive. All right. Well, next time we got to come up with some information on Jay Culler because I'm really curious if he's. Because last I heard, there was some issue where somebody was stealing his chickens. Right, right. He had a whole investigative. Uh, they were coming up. Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't know if like there's any discussions of him getting his own reality show. I really hope right. so. Because I was actually at a bonfire a couple weeks ago, and the subject came up. I I wasn't the one that brought him up, and it was and there was the women at the party were the ones that brought it up. Women. They knew all about what was going on with Jake Cutler and his chickens and all this stuff. They're like following. The, they're following Jay Cutler, actually, because of the show. Oh, Very cavalier. The ladies like Jay Cutler, and he's single now. Yeah, he's got to. He needs his own he show. Does. All right, man. Good talk. All right, I'll talk to you later. Later.
Thanks for listening to the Foozle and Doozle Show.